0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. Member FDSE. Chris Kerber joins Michelle and Randy. Uh, he's on the Broad recruitment Celebrity Line. Good morning, Kerbs. How you doing? Randy, Michelle, doing great. How are you guys? Everything's good, and I know that the Blues and the Cardinals have a great affinity for each other organizationally, but I think it's always a good thing when one team is succeeding in the town because it does up the, the ante a little bit for the other team. So if, for example, when the Cardinals uh, or when the Blues won the Stanley Cup, the Cardinals go for it a little bit more. When the Cardinals are succeeding, I think there's an inherent desire to be, there's a little more oomph and a little more pep in the step of the other team like the Blues as they head into training camp.
1: Randy, do you remember the time, and, and I and I hope I get this right, because it always seems to stick in my mind, when after Mike Keenan won the Stanley Cup in '94 with the Rangers, and the Blues ended up going out and signing him, and it was just after that, shortly there later, that I believe the Cardinals hired Tony LaRusso, and and there was just like a headline battle going back mm-hmm. and forth where there was just one big thing after another with both franchises, and I. advised a fan base and and you're absolutely right. There's so many people that that go to both games that obviously follow both teams and and it energizes you and and no doubt uh, you you wanna you wanna have success and you wanna capture the imagination of 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 the region and the city just like the other franchises And, and I think it's great to see. Curves. We've talked a lot about the moves that the Blues have made this offseason, and, and we've looked a lot at the team, but we haven't looked necessarily a lot at the Western Conference as a whole. When you look at the moves that the, or excuse me, the changes that have happened with this Blues team, how big of a threat do you think that they are in the Western Conference? Well, I, I start when I, Michelle. When I think about that, I think about the, the Central Division, and I don't know that any Central Division team aside from the Blackhawks tearing themselves down a little bit more, I don't know that any Central Division team really made any moves that makes them significantly better. I kind of get the sense that where Nashville was, obviously what we've seen with what the Blues have done, uh, and a few other scenarios, I think the Central Division teams, to me, are in that mode of we've got a really good core, We're going to see if uh, we get that extra 10% maybe from the growth of players, the continued maturation of guys, and see where that sits. In the Pacific Division, Calgary made some changes, uh, and and I don't think they're going to be worse for wear because of them. Uh, You know, Edmonton, I don't don't know that Edmonton really did anything all that spectacular. You're just going to have you still see Dreisaitl and McDavid play a bunch. Uh, you need the younger players with with better years from some veterans, but some of the younger guys, like an Elias Pettersson, to continue to fill the holes and, and and get the full season under their belt with Bruce Boudreau in Vancouver. The, to me, the team that maybe has improved the most since the end of last season might be the LA Kings, and they they you know were a playoff team last year and really almost took Edmonton to the brink. So I I still think the Blues are very much a big factor. Uh, and will be a a force in the Western Conference because of that.
0: Kerbs, we got a text earlier about Pavel Butchedevich, and he kind of had an under-the-radar 76-point season, didn't he? 30 goals, 46 assists, led Blues forwards at plus 29, and I loved what I saw, but I kind of think there's still more there. What do you think?
1: Well, and I think you're probably going to get a chance to see more there, obviously, with David Perron being you know, moving on to Detroit, so I I agree with you, and, you know, he came in, and uh, I don't know that the Blues anticipated a 76-point season, but when I was talking to Joe Micheletti and Kenny Albert after the Blues made that trade, one of the things that was talked about was if Pavel Butchnevich gets more quality ice time and more opportunities, there's nothing that we've seen in his game that suggests that he can't excel even more, and we saw exactly that, so yeah, within the team game, uh, I don't know if if the point totals will be the same. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a little less. I don't know if it'll be a little more. But no doubt that uh, the Blues, because of what they saw with Pavlovic Nevich, that has to be one of the reasons they felt comfortable and uh, in in letting David Perron walk the free agency. Uh, speaking of letting people walk or locking them in curbs, if you were sitting in Doug Armstrong's chair, would you be extending Ryan Ryan O'Reilly? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm not sitting in a chair. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what else he's thinking. But listen, I threw the stat up. Uh, I think it was it was sometime last week, and and I haven't I haven't taken the time to go through and and just put this into like franchise perspective with with other teams because I was a little surprised by this. But in the last 26 seasons from Blues hockey, there have only been two players that have hit 50 or more points in five consecutive seasons. Now, the key word is consecutive there, right? But, again, that, that consecutive speaks to consistency, right? So the only two players in the last 26 seasons that have done that are Pierre Turgeon and Vladimir Tarasenko. Hmm. If Ryan O'Reilly gets 50 points this season, he will become just the third player in the last 26 years to hit 50 or more points in five consecutive seasons. Wow. What's really kind of amazing is that's actually only happened eight times in franchise history, and even if you dropped it down to four times, where, where a player has hit 50 or more points in four consecutive seasons, that's only happened to 11 different players in Blues franchise history, and spectacularly, uh, Jeff Brown is the only defenseman in that group. Like, I mean, and Randy, if I, if Michelle, if I had said that, you'd have said, okay, well, Al McKinnis is in there, right? Nope, it's Jeff Brown, uh-huh. and that was only four, so the, the consistency that Ryan O'Reilly brings, and you guys, I'm sure you guys have already talked about it, right? But that what, what Adam Wainwright did and talked about last night pregame and his pregame routine and all that stuff, if you don't think that there's massive value to this pitching staff to have Adam Wainwright doing what he's doing even into his 40s, you are absolutely nuts. And I think Ryan O'Reilly... With the way he can lead and what he shows and what he can bring to the table to show the Jake Neighbors and the young players, the the Jordan Kyros and the Robert Thomases, especially Robert Thomas at center and on face off, Ryan O'Reilly is an invaluable piece of this puzzle to me.
0: Hey, Kerbs, do we have the date nailed down for when training camp actually starts for the Blues? Uh,
1: I haven't seen it, but I haven't looked yet. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be somewhere in the week of like, like the twenty first or twenty second, probably somewhere in there.
0: Right. Yeah, because their first preseason game is on the 24th, so I figured it would be about the 20th, but I have not seen yet the official starting date of training camp. So sorry to put you on the spot there.
1: No, that's a no. I probably should ask myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's it's amazing to me. It's it's amazing, and I love the fact that the NHL does it that way. They they start camp, and then man, games are, are starting right away. And the Blues have a, a full schedule: eight preseason games between September 24th and October 8th. It'll be here in a blink before we know it.
1: Yeah, and and you know, players are already uh, you know matriculating back into town. Uh, they're already getting on the ice, like, uh, this morning. Uh, we've got Colton Pareko's first, uh, for, the, uh, for his foundation here, uh, we've got Colton Pareco's first-ever golf tournament uh, that's going to be this morning out here in Meadowbrook. So we're looking forward to that. But, you know, I was talking to him on Friday, and he was on the ice. And so guys are already getting on the ice. So while camp officially opens up, and then two days later they're playing games, uh, really by the time you hit September 1st to, to that first week of September, most players are in town and they're already working on some things. Now, they cannot work officially with coaches, but what they'll do is, we talked about the other night when we had that sponsor function, You know, the, the, the players will pull in Jamie Rivers who's got coaching experience and some other people like that to help them
0: through training sessions on the ice. Kerbs, thanks so much. Enjoy the golf today and we'll talk to you soon. Alright, have an awesome week, you two. Thank you. Alright, see you later. That is the Voice yep. of the Blues, Chris Kerber, joining us on 101 ESPN.